0: So 007 don't touch that.
1: Oh that's true. that I was just
2: Morning, or morning, or afternoon, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time for a journey into science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. This week, the music was a little different than you're used to hearing. We normally I recognize this... that music. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who is that guy?
2: This guy, this guy is the creator of... Of a web series called Untitled Web Series about a space traveler who can also travel through time. Ooh, Welcome, Travis Ritchie. Thank you. Hi, thank you for inspector. having me. And with me yes. today is Susan Fox, who's our station manager. You no, remember? you're not the station manager. You're the, the station, station manager. manager. You're the executive producer. My name is Gene Turnbull. You push the buttons. We, I push the buttons. Ooh. I
0: pay the bills. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the show. We're not always this unorganized, I promise. But
0: we <laughs> oh, are well, having this much fun because your, uh, your web series is this much fun.
1: Oh, thanks. Well, you know, and it only gets better from here. We've got some uh, really amazing things planned uh, that'll be coming up very soon, actually.
2: The first one, the first appearance of Inspector Spacetime. Yep. Uh, the untitled web series about a space traveler who can also travel through time was not, in fact, as a web series. It started, where did it start?
1: I actually was cast as Inspector Spacetime on Community in the Season 3 premiere. And uh, it was just a role that I auditioned for. But when I was on set, I recognized the fact that, I mean, I was a fan of Community and Doctor Who beforehand. So for me, it was such an amazing experience to be able to play this doctor who type character on community so um but and i realized that uh community was the type of show and nbc was the type of network that had this history of doing supplemental content like uh you know community had done a a kick puncher comic book and nbc had done the heroes web series and the, the office web series and so i thought okay well uh it makes sense for them to Th- this is such a cool character, and I, I kind of understood that it was going to be interesting to people. So I said to myself, okay, we should, we should do uh, a, 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 an episode of Inspector Space Time that people, they can put on the DVD for Season 3 or, or, or put on the web. And so when I went, was on, on my way home from that first shoot, I called my writing partner because we do web series. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I said, you know, we have to write a, a web series just in case I get called back for another episode of, of Community. So that I can kind of talk to them about it and say, "Hey, you guys should do a web series, and here's a script, just in case you don't have time to do it yourself." And so <laughs> we wrote a, uh, a six-episode web series, and uh, and I did take it with me when I did a second episode of Community, and but the the answer was, "Oh, well, you can't um, you can't just hand someone a script. You have to you have to you know put it through proper channels." In, in L.A. is just weird that way everybody's concerned about being sued so uh and then we so we did submit it through proper channels and then just never heard anything about it again so um so when uh, i did a third episode of community and then, uh, and then they shot the rest of the, the, the season three, and they didn't do anything else with Inspector Space Time, and we, um, and, and and the the network wasn't doing anything with it either, nor was Sony the studio, and so because uh, and fans were out there making Inspector Space Time merchandise, t-shirts, and iPhone cases, and posters, and all this great stuff.
0: Wow! I, don't
1: I have one. You, well, you should. I mean, they're they're out there. Go do a search, do a I web search. And so the end season three finished shooting, and then there was this big gap. Remember uh, where they 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 put this long hiatus where nobody knew when the rest of season three was airing, and season four looked way up in the air. And so um, when I went to Gallifrey one in 2012, we decided to uh, we decided to go ahead and fund. Uh, the web series ourselves with fan with the help of fans. So we did a reading at Gallifrey One of the first episode, and everybody was super excited. By the time we got home that night, the news had spread to uh, the Onion AV Club and io9.com, and all these. and It was all over the internet that there was going to be an Inspector Spacetime web series. So we um, we launched a Kickstarter, uh, uh-huh. which we were just raising funds for uh, equipment and 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 production costs. We weren't going to pay anybody. Everybody was donating their time. Uh-huh. And we woke up in the morning and we had four thousand dollars of our twenty thousand dollar goal, Within and a day? it was pretty clear we were going to reach our goal. <laughs> yeah. And then, about uh, I don't know, about a week later, we were at about nine thousand dollars, we were halfway to our goal, and I got a call from a Sony lawyer telling me that I had to uh, shut down the whole thing. And, and I had done a ton of research into copyright and into you know, uh, trademark law and all that stuff before. We, before I launched this Kickstarter because uh-huh. I didn't want to fight with you know what was my favorite show. Mm-hmm. So uh, but I told I told the lawyer, I said, look, no, I don't have to shut it down. Um, you know, if you need me to. The only four elements that community created were, or even had in that little clip, was um, the name Inspector Space Time, the look of the character, which was a bowler hat and a trench coat, and neither of those two things can be copyrighted technically. Um, the character Constable Reggie, which was you know a new character, and um, and Blorgons. Now mm-hmm. we didn't have Constable Reggie or Blorgons in the web series script. Um, and, and I told this lawyer, I said, "Look, you know if I would really love to work with you guys on this, I mean look, people are giving us money. You, people want this to happen, so you guys should do it. Um, but if you really don't want to, then I will change the title and change the look of the character, and then we'll be cool. Uh, and because everything else in the web series is completely the invention of my writing partner and yeah. I. And or the fans. Like, you know, the fans came up with bits too that we used, like circuit chaps were a fan invention, stuff like that. So um circuit chaps. Yeah. So uh and so she basically said, Yeah, we don't care and uh and so, you know, I did I changed the title uh to instead of instead of inspector space time we called it the untitled web series about a space traveler who can also travel through time and then we actually got a costumer who built us a brand new coat which was so much cooler than the plain uh you know bowler hat and trench coat and bowler hats are
0: cool though
1: bowler hats are neat yes they are (laughs) and uh, so are ascots um and we kept those two things uh we just got different you know we changed the color of the bowler Mm -hmm. hat but you you can't copyright a bowler hat because it's it's something that appears in everyday life and uh but now the good thing is we own it we own the series so uh we are working hard on bringing season two to people and we are about to uh, uh we just finished filming the prequel episode to season two last saturday and it is amazing um we spent four days to shoot one episode whereas in season one we used four days to shoot six episodes so that should give you an idea of how much more effort we're putting into um uh into this new season and we've got some guest stars that are amazing we already announced that mayim bialik from big bang theory is the voice of the booth the the time machine yeah
0: dr bialik
1: uh, yes, she's exactly. Like, she's like, got a PhD a in neuroscience. Yeah, oh, she's amazing. And she's such a kind, uh, wonderful person. So, yes. um, so that's amazing. And we've got a couple other guest stars coming on board for season two, one of whom will be revealed when we uh, premiere the trailer for the prequel episode at Convergence in uh, Minneapolis on Saturday the 6th. There's an inspector space panel at 11 a.m. Come
2: on, so come on, just, you can that, hint to us. That's just a week away. I can't tell
1: you. Yes, you I can't can. tell you. That's just a week away. I can't, the, the character is a doctor, and all I can tell you is that that is appropriate for this actor.
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> okay. an actor, not an actor. Really.
1: It's, a, it's a guy, yes, it's a yeah. male. It's, we okay. have, in the season two, we have two female guest stars and one male guest star, and, uh, All but one of the female guest stars are cast, and so um, we, uh, yeah, we you see the male guest star appear at the at the end of the prequel episode.
0: So,
2: so the uh, so the whole thing with the trademarked.
0: I They're they, blowing smoke. They can't. Yeah, uh, they, I, they 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 couldn't. Actually, yeah, I'm
2: fairly certain would we would have been okay.
0: It would have a dissist if they actually. But could. but yeah,
2: and
1: I don't think they even could have done that. I think we would have been okay. Um, but the the point is, I did not want to fight with my favorite show. You know, that, I did not want to give any uh impression of impropriety or you know the fact that I was trying to um trying to profit or or something from this thing. Uh, it's just that I. I do you know I am an actor and I am an entertainer so I do it is important to me to you know that's what I do but so also again. Well yeah but also I just wanted to tell this story we had a good story that fans obviously wanted to hear and see so um that's what I wanted to do and um you know and I think uh it exceeded expectations I mean uh, USA Today called it one of the best television shows on the web for 2012 Yay. which was extraordinarily really? exciting was and we just got um we just got the official news that we are uh, an official entry or official something uh for the Marseille web fest in france oh my uh, in october so um what's that called when you're part of a, a festival an a official selection official, an official selection yes that's what it is yeah. so that's super exciting so
0: are you going to Marseille?
1: yes they're they're flying me out to Marseille to attend this um attend this festival.
2: Is, is the red phone booth going too?
0: I was about to say, that's how mm-hmm. it's going. Not <laughs> no,
1: strange. although we did I mean. uh, we did build, you'll see if you go to the uh, Facebook uh, page, which is just facebook.com slash untitled web series, uh, we have <laughs> pictures of the phone booth assembled uh, for this last shoot because this Saturday shoot was the first time we ever got the whole thing assembled in one place. And, uh, and what, you know we built it from scratch for the second season. Um, and uh, so, so it, it has in- flyaway walls so that we can shoot inside it and stuff like that and we also built uh-huh. a brand new console a phone console for it that is so amazing it is built by the same guy who built the optic pocket knife for season one so is and- it
2: bigger on the inside as well? Just-
1: no uh, it- <laughs> the booth uh, and this is something that fans came up with. The booth the is always slightly too small for however many people are inside. <laughs> it. So you can See, fit an it's... infinite number of people inside, but it will it's always be slightly too small version. for them. That's perfect. And, uh, and the cool thing about that is that, you know, friendships uh, that are formed inside the booth literally are the closest friendships.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a well, I do there. know where to find a booth like that in Burbank.
1: Yes, yeah, so I've. Well, that's the booth we we actually used that very booth to shoot the uh, the Back to the Future uh, mashup trailer. The one watched. on
0: Burbank Boulevard. It's in front of a restaurant.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's in front of the Chinese <laughs> restaurant. Yeah.
0: yeah, that that's other great. that off show has a booth uh, somewhere in Burbank also, but not oh,
1: do they really? Interesting. Yeah, I know some friends uh, are building a, uh, building a TARDIS uh, console, or uh, actually not TARDIS console. The uh, yes. Ace Doctor's TARDIS console is, actually was restored by yes. Brian Wiga, uh, who, who yes. is the guy who built the optic pocket knife and the um,
2: inspector's oh, console, he, the, the phone it is console. a small world. Yeah. I did not know that Brian Wiga built that.
0: We, yes. We were. We, well, he restored it. We did extensive uh, photography. No, I
2: mean, it. I didn't know Brian Wiga built the optic
1: pocket knife. Oh, oh, yes, yes, he did from scratch. Eighty parts. Yeah, he he that's is that, incredible. That is, he is that's a...
2: insane. Have you ever have you ever uh, had had a panic moment where you lost track of the optic
0: pocket knife?
2: And no,
1: I actually have uh, two of them. We have two hero pocket knives oh. to use uh, on set, and I still have both oh, of you them. You must ah.
0: only have one of anything
1: chips. Why did you say so, Piper? My sworn enemy whom my battle clear across the stars. The most ruthless and dangerous beings in the galaxy who have just as soon spit on your mother as you did. Hmm?
0: Should we run? Oh, oh no, no,
2: I have this. Integrate.
0: Good thing you always carry your optic pocket knife. Yes, well,
1: be prepared, that's my motto. Hi those boy scout you are that's why i invented the boy scouts um no no we uh we he doubled up on that one we actually had four but we gave one to our guest star for season two uh when we worked with him and uh and who is that, uh, hmm? who that? <laughs> oh uh it's uh, uh oh young <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: a, I'm a i'm a i'm a sharp one so you can't get <laughs> me
0: You'll find, I in, uh, you'll find out uh, in you'll find out in
1: one, two, three, four, in 11 days. Okay, fine. <laughs> that way. No, I'm that way. Thank oh, you. She's
2: Wiley. She is Wiley. <laughs> so. So, uh, <laughs> so how long does it take you? The, the episodes are actually fairly short.
1: In season one they were, yes. Uh, well, and the reason for that is because we were, uh, we were writing it expecting for NBC to want to do it. And we didn't know whether their preference would be to make an episode for the DVD or to put it on the web as a web series. So we wrote mm-hmm. it to be both. So we wrote a, uh, essentially a uh, you know, sitcom-length episode, which is about 22 minutes, and we wrote it uh, broken up into six acts so that it could be a web series.
2: I mean, it, it really works, I mean yeah I just...
1: season two is going to be quite a bit longer it's going to be season two we we, we were kind of constrained by that um, format for season one, so that we i mean i think I, I really love what we came up with we were writing it to be inexpensive and cheap, you know so that it would be appealing to them to to buy and use and make but um what we wanted to do for season two is we, now that we now that it's ours and we can kind of do what we want, we decided to do a story that was Telling of what we are capable of as storytellers, so we have uh, it's going to be about three times as long uh, per episode, and uh, it is it, it's going to blow people's socks off. I think
2: I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, uh, yeah. it was very it was very clear that you had a pretty strong command of of, of your material and uh, a very clear idea of who Inspector Space Time is and and exactly what he was all about, uh, just yep. from watching the first few episodes.
1: We uh, spent but... a lot of time, um, Eric and I, even before it aired, before fans ever heard of it, we spent a lot of time determining the character of the inspector and, uh, and who he is and what he's about, and uh, it's actually very, and we, and we discovered things when we were shooting the web series about uh, not only not only the inspector, but also his associates, um, Piper Tate, for example, mm-hmm. And how their relationship, uh, how they how they relate to each other, and uh, it's all very uh, and so that actually is going to feed uh, future episodes. So, uh, so it's cool. It's 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 it's, uh, it's so exciting. It's such a thrill to be a part of something that so many people love.
0: So, so tell us about the associates.
1: Um, well, the the interesting thing about them is that they uh, the inspector doesn't have uh, any hearts, so he is uh, a. <laughs> Yeah, so he he is by nature a little colder, a little bit uh, a little bit less um, compassionate, and so he, he essentially the Infinity Knights are uh, a universe police. It's their job to police time and space and uh, and kind of uh, keep ne'er do wells from uh, doing their thing. So he is uh, he he is kind of a by the book matter of fact. Yes, this is what's wrong, and I'm going to fix it. Type of thing, and so his associates literally are his humanity, Uh, and he is uh, uh, he needs them in order to, uh, kind of the same way that the doctor does. You know, when you see, you know, there's the episode where uh, he's about to kill the spider queen lady, and Donna stops him. Uh, But 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 the inspector is, um, you know, is a little bit further off than that and uh and the associates especially piper piper loves the inspector but kind of in the same way that a 14 year old girl loves justin bieber (laughs) uh Uh, it's more she's just more of a fangirl um and so you know she would love for the inspector to tell her that uh that he loves her um but that's you know you know what are the chances of that so she has to kind of deal with that and so we have some very interesting things coming up for um, for Piper in the next season.
2: I'm absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely enthralled with uh, with Boyish. Oh know, and yes, the, and the whole well, <laughs> he's well
1: obviously that's been a, a thing. master
2: analog. Pardon? He's obviously a master analog.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's the he's the arch nemesis for um for the inspector and uh we have a um oh man, I can't we have a graphic novel that we're working on that exp- that goes into the uh, the the origins as, of as uh, Boyish
2: to a sworn enemy.
1: It's very uh, important to Yes. Uh, yes, so um is that it? Is it arch nemesis uh no sworn the circuit chaps are the sworn enemy. Oh, yes. uh, Boyish is arch nemesis. Absolutely. Um, if you don't know the difference, this is out of the time for so me to explain it to you. <laughs> the, uh, so Boyish has been around forever, and he and the inspector have this great relationship. And the cool thing is, people, people were confused because we've been posting pictures uh, on the Facebook page that show Boyish in the booth. And people forget that at the end of the season one, uh, it's, uh, there's an evil inspector now, and also a good Boyish. Oh, that's right. So, Ooh, so it's nice. good Boyish that's actually off with the inspector and Piper in the booth.
2: Oh, that, that's
0: good. And be... everybody gets twice as many screen minutes. That's why
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting. Well, we uh, we do deal with that in the prequel episode, um, but then um, but then we don't see. Uh, I can tell you, we don't see Evil Inspector and uh, and and Evil Boyish for uh, the rest of season two, and um, maybe even into season three. I think.
2: So is it, is it a temptation to uh, to step away from the? The tongue firmly in cheek uh, aspect of uh, the untitled web series, and 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 play it straight.
1: Well, see, I think you, yes. Um, here's the thing: we are our 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 focus and our first uh, and greatest responsibility is to tell a good story, and so we are. We're more concerned with being a good story, a good sci-fi story, than in um, needing to spoof Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Um, And we love Doctor Who, so we we love playing with those tropes. That but the hard thing is that Doctor Who sometimes doesn't take itself too seriously. And so how do you how do you spoof a show that that doesn't take itself? Doctor, I
0: know
2: dinosaurs on a spaceship.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we, uh, we're much more focused on, on really fleshing out the characters of this show, and we know our origins, and so we keep that in mind. And we can be a little sillier than Doctor Who is, um, but we have uh, it's, it's about our story. It's about, it's, for us, it's about story first. Um, so that's, I think, the key. So, in fact, in season two, you'll see not in the prequel episode, uh, you'll see and then moving into season two that we actually do go a little darker uh, for the inspector and we keep the comedy. The comedy is definitely there and it's a lot about the wordplay, but uh, definitely the the overarching tone is going to be a little bit darker, a little more cinematic than what people.
2: So it switches more towards a uh, sort of a gallows humor.
1: Not gallows humor per se, but yeah, I mean it's not. Especially that since dark. they're
0: not charging for it because you can't have gallo free.
1: Ha ha ha! Oh my goodness, you guys should do comedy,
0: we <laughs> do. It's our life.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you, but you, you know, we just—I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a—it's a—it's a really great story that I think I'm very excited about personally. I hope that people will respond well to it.
2: So you've done how many kickstarters now?
1: Two. Two and we're actually about to launch the third one. And uh, so up until now, we've had the Kickstarter for the first season, uh, where we took in twenty five thousand, uh-huh. uh, and then we did a Kickstarter for the prequel episode. So just one episode where we bought in twelve thousand, uh, uh-huh. and even that we went over budget on, uh, mostly because the booth and the console we budgeted a uh, thousand each, uh, and then they ended up costing together around forty four hundred dollars. So we went wait yeah. Um, it over. I mean, over the long term, it's going to be worth it. But it really hurt us for the budget for this uh, prequel what episode. What happened? Uh, and which is something that you know, I finally wanted to be able to pay my cast and crew uh, for their work, and yeah. uh, a lot of that had to be deferred. So season two uh, is going to be quite a bit more. I mean, I'm expecting the budget to come in, uh, and I'm going to find out soon. But I'm expecting the budget to come in closer to 125,000, give or take.
2: Uh huh.
1: So, and that's, that sounds that's reasonable. It does. Much it, well for an hour's worth of content it's certainly uh still to, and you've not got a
2: lot. people don't realize you've got to pay not only do you have to pay for the the, the coffee and donuts and the bagels and whatever else mm-hmm. but the trucks and the gas and and yeah. uh uh if you're you know you've got mm-hmm. permits you want yeah well you wanna...
1: and we're gonna have to rent a, a location that's going to be fairly expensive for mm-hmm. season two um but you know that's It's it's all going to be worth it, but when you compare it to the cost of, so we're doing an hours worth of content, right? So if you compare it to an hour long television show, on any network or cable, where you know they you know an hour of Game of Thrones costs millions of dollars to produce, Um, an hour of you know the least expensive TV show that you can think of costs a million dollars to produce, and we're doing something here for, uh, you know. Under two hundred thousand, which is um
2: well, which I think will be a big part of that is there are a lot of people on the top of the uh, command structure who get paid for basically sticking their name on it. Um yeah. executive producers who get um fifteen thousand dollars a day. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> just for, yeah, just, be just too.
2: for just for uh, applying, you know, just putting for putting their shoulder to the show to get it done in the first place. Yeah. But then after that, they don't do anything, and they get fifteen yeah. thousand dollars a day.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and a screen that's, credit. You know? Yeah, and that's, that's how the way it works. works. Although, you know, I like for this one, I'm I'm the executive producer of this show, but that's also because I'm the creator and writer of it. But I have obviously a very on hands. Uh, approach to it. And I think I always will, if I'm ever lucky enough to have a show on television or something like that, you know, I, I feel like I'll always have a very hands-on, um, uh, approach to whatever I'm doing. So,
2: so the only, the only response from Sony, um, on inspector space time was get off of our, you kids get off of our lawn.
1: Well, yeah, I had that one phone call during the fundraising for Season 1. That was back in March of last year or something. Uh-huh. I haven't heard one word from them mm-hmm. since. And it's kind of interesting because when people see how amazing Season 2 is going to look, i if I were at Sony, I would kick someone who, who passed up the chance to do <laughs> it, to work on with me, you know, I, I feel like they, I feel like the, it's such a perfect thing, and they would, uh, it's you know, someone with their marketing skills could uh, really do well with the content that we're making. So I don't know. I guess I'd still be open to that call, that phone call, if they wanted to talk to me about that. But uh, I certainly would have a little more, um, a little more demands. <laughs>
2: The last time I was at Gallifrey, I ha- happened by the room what, uh, that you were in while you were giving the presentation. <laughs> that room was—it uh, was, I think, it was a double-size room, Yeah, and it was packed, packed, the gills. packed all the way to the back wall. Yeah. Standing room only. You yeah. couldn't—you couldn't get in there to save your life. The Doctor
1: yeah. Who
0: guest stars envied you. I
1: think. Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing, and they gave us a two hour panel for that, which was, and we filled it up. We uh, and that's important to me. I always want to make sure that I'm, like I said, I'm an entertainer first, so I want to make sure that everything I do is uh, entertaining, especially those panels. Because I mean, here's the thing: I'm a geek too. I'm a I'm a huge nerd, and I've gone to conventions, and I know what it is that's fun to see and fun to do uh, when you go to a panel, and so. Um, Or at least for me. So I try to make those as as fun as possible. But yeah, that blew my mind. Uh, Because the tricky thing for that panel was that, you know, for the first Gallifrey that I went to last year, so a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. uh, everybody was, the panel, it it was also kind of packed. It wasn't quite so packed, but people were standing around the edges and... but that was people excited about the joke of Inspector Spacetime, right? The yeah. concept of it. No one really know who, knew who I was, and nobody knew, really connected me with the role yet. Um, but this year, it was us, for the first time, focusing on the thing we did with that joke, you know, the web series. And, uh, and so we were very worried going in whether or not anybody would care at all. So going into that room that was just overflowing with people, and having people be so excited about what we were doing—they were was, cheering uh,
2: and stomping and whistling oh, and just everything, yeah. everything that goes with that.
1: Yeah, it was you so know, flattering. I have video of that that I haven't posted yet. I really ought to do that.
2: Yes, Susan, been, Susan wasn't kidding. I mean, they were, we've
1: been a little busy.
2: They were outside. They were outside in the uh, autograph alley in the hall. There, they were getting less love than you were. Oh, I can tell you that.
0: Eric Roberts was pretty. Pretty glum-looking fella, I gotta tell oh, you. Oh, poor, <laughs> poor Eric guy. Hubbard.
2: Have, have you been doing a, lo- a great deal of traveling with this? Has, uh, has this a been little amazing?
1: bit. Not a great deal, I'd say. Last year, uh, I was flown to Cincinnati and, uh, and St. Louis. <gasps>
0: Cincinnati? Yay! Uh,
1: you know Cincinnati? <laughs> Are you from there?
0: No.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: But there's some very, very lovely people there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Show uh, some love.
1: I'm a Midwest boy myself. I'm from Wisconsin, so uh, and I went to school in Minneapolis. Uh, so uh, that was, I think, all the travel I did last year. But then this year, I am uh, being flown, like I said, to Minneapolis actually next weekend for convergence, and then uh, to France, which will be amazing because I haven't been outside of I haven't been outside of North America ever. Um, so that'll be fun for me. And then there's talk of bringing me to um, uh, uh, to a couple of conventions in. Uh, Australia and New Zealand next year. So, but those are. One, aren't you? you're actually... I hope not. I'm if they. I haven't gotten an invite yet, but if they want me, I'm there.
2: You're. I, I owe a lot that. to Gallifrey One, so you're going to need that phone booth.
1: Yes. It's... Well, that's the thing. Now that now that we own the booth, we can bring it with us to conventions, <laughs> and uh, and so that's definitely if we go to Gallifrey One, it'll be there for people to play with.
0: So the take a picture in the phone booth. So yes. the booth,
2: the booth that you have now, uh, mm-hmm. it it cost it cost you about double what you anticipated it would. You uh, didn't. Yeah. You didn't have. Uh, you didn't own your own booth. For the first no, season? for the
1: first season, we rented uh, the booth that you see on screen, and but the thing of it is, it cost us about twenty two hundred dollars to rent that for one day to have it for one day of shooting. Oh. And uh, the reason is, is that I mean, the rental of it only cost seven hundred bucks, but because we rented it from a rental house, we needed to have insurance, production insurance, which we hadn't planned on needing, uh, so that cost us thousand dollars. And then um, they needed us to rent it; they needed us to transport it upright. We couldn't tip it over, so we had to rent a cube truck with eight foot clearance, which cost us hundred dollars a day, and we needed to rent it for five days. So that's ah. there you go, twenty five, twenty two hundred $2, dollars. So that's why now building it, and we've used this booth now two days on you know for this uh, uh, prequel shoot. Well, that's the two days that it would have cost us to rent it, you know. And so it's already paid for itself by building it ourselves, and now we own it, so we can use it for we can bring it with us to uh, conventions and whatnot.
2: And how many pieces does it break down to, into?
1: Uh, it's four walls and the top and the bottom. So six pieces total.
2: So you can Plus throw that the in the back of a pickup truck, literally.
1: Well, yeah, maybe. It's, unfortunately, the walls are seven feet high. Uh, oh, yeah. so, it's going to have
2: to be a uh, long bed. I, a long exactly. bed. <laughs>
1: exactly. I've tried long to bed. find long bed pickup trucks, and no, none of my friends own one. So we'd either have to buy a production vehicle. But what it does do is it fits inside the, a U-Haul trailer, um, a 5x8 U-Haul trailer. And mm-hmm. uh, I pull that behind my, you know, my Ford Contour just fine.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. So, how much uh, uh, have you been getting additional roles as, as a result of your work in, in Spectre Space Time?
1: Um, I can't say that it's uh, in a result, uh, by, as a result of that. Oh, well, I, can, I guess I can. Um, I've been auditioning, of course, and uh, I did get, I also have a recurring role on uh, Pretty Little Liars. Oh, okay. Which is also a huge fan base, but completely separate. Like the Venn diagram very, of PLL fans and community no fans. No intersection at all. Barely touches. Yeah, um, but uh, I did actually just do a small role in an independent film up, in, and they flew me up to Portland for that um, back in May. And that I think was partially because of you know the notoriety that I got from uh, um, from Inspector Spacetime. They just invited me to do that, so that was very cool.
2: So do you spend and the a lot the,
1: of time? Uh, the movie is called The Dark Place. And it uh-huh. should be coming out very soon, actually. Oh, excellent! Yeah. It's in okay. post-production we'll be, at least.
2: We'll be will be looking for that one. Yeah. What? Uh, how? How much time have you uh, in, for season two? Did you spend on uh, special effects and figuring things out and setting things up?
1: Well, for season two, um, it's we're not even into pre-production on the main part of season two yet. But that's uh, uh, but the effects are going to be a little less intense than they were for season one where we had to have circuit chaps and, uh, stuff it um, mm-hmm. uh, we have quite a few special effects shots. I think I'm just going to contradict what I just said, actually, because there is a bunch to do in season two, but I think it's about the same amount as season one, you know, percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, you know, the whole, the amount of content we have overall is going to be more. So, um, but yeah it's we're I've actually got an email in my inbox right now uh that I'm reaching out to a uh a special effects supervisor just to get an idea of what that's what kind of cost we're looking at for that and uh you know we i want to be very specific because i would want to try to avoid cost overruns mm-hmm. and um you know, make sure that we plan ahead so that we have an actual budget. Because if it if it, if the budget comes back and they say no, it's actually gonna it's actually gonna actually cost us one hundred and fifty thousand for this season. Well, I want to be able to set that as our goal for Kickstarter. So, um,
2: and it's very easy to uh, it's very easy for that effects budget to get out of control because, you know, like you need a location and and yeah. the building is perfect except it says Sam's Cement Company on the front.
1: Yeah, well, you know? stuff like that is easy enough to comp out. You can uh, with you know, and we have a lot of skilled people donating their time and mm-hmm. and very enthusiastically helping to create special effects for us. So the the trick is now I just want to be able to pay them for their work.
2: That is really the best part. Let's yeah, take all this thing that came out of uh, sort of a wild idea is turning into something that people are really excited about being involved with and excited to and uh, excited to be part of.
1: It really is. I have people all over the world uh, helping out with this thing. I have a guy doing special effects in, in England. I have a guy doing uh, graphics uh, work for me in, uh, in Minneapolis, uh, and uh, you know, people locally all over L.A., and it's just it's such a thrill and an honor for me to be able to work with people on this.
2: So how many writers do you have working on the project?
1: Oh, just two. Just me and my writing partner. Oh, okay. I mean, well, well you know, for now here's the thing when we when i talk about a season of this show it's really the equivalent of one episode of a of a television show it's you know uh, for season one it was a sitcom length episode for season two it's a it's a hour long episode um okay.
0: yeah but that's that comparable to a to to an old season of or an old um doctor who serial four parts 20, 20 uh twenty
2: two minutes twenty two minutes. minutes oh is that each. all they
0: were okay that's yeah they so were. and you that's know, about it,
1: it. But they had probably one person writing that. You know, I don't think they probably one or two had a team, right? At a time, right. Yeah. So that's about what we've got now. We do have a plan, something very exciting that we want to do, where we um, we produce fan written scripts, and uh, what we would do is we would produce those as a radio show, um, and we would have a contest uh, for fans to submit an hour long episode of Inspector Space Time, and uh, we would have we would pick the best ones, and then have some sort of voting, and uh, the best one gets produced. With the actors voicing it, and with professional audio uh, engineering and uh, sound effects and all that, and that then we put, put it Not to put too
0: fine a point on it, but we know this radio station.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be looking. I mean, distribution is going to be an interesting uh, thing that we'll have to deal with. So uh, we we should probably talk about that.
2: Excellent. please. please.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that'll actually be, uh, that'll be one of the stretch goals for, C- for this next Kickstarter thing. If we at manage to raise more than our budget, we have some stretch goals that we will produce other content that people will be able to get uh, included with their uh, donations. So, um, for one, is the first one's probably going to be the radio show. And then the second one will probably be, the second stretch goal will probably be the graphic novel. And then the third stretch goal is actually going to be the uh, optic pocket knife replicas. Oh. I want one. Got
2: to have
0: yeah. one. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. All right.
0: So.
2: Well, i I have actually, I've actually held one of the optic pocket knives, and isn't it was, cool? It, it's it's really cool. I was amazed at the quality of the craftsmanship. It is built way way better than you would expect a hand prop to be. <laughs> yeah, we've yep. we've
0: handled uh, you know Star Trek uh, Voyager props and. and yeah. I, exactly. I
2: used to I used to build the stuff uh, back in the eighties. I was I did practical effects and props and models and things like that. And, uh,
0: yeah, well, Ice Pirates didn't have the, the lofty yeah, budget true. that... Uh, that is did you work
2: on Ice Pirates? I worked on Ice Pirates. That
1: I was one of my absolute favorite shows as a kid. I we were uh, would have on sleepovers, <laughs> and every time we would watch Ice Pirates.
2: Uh, we uh, The people working on the show called it Iced Privates.
1: Oh, well, it was, it know, was dirty. was twelve.
0: That's one. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, the, yeah. that big—that big, funny, uh, that big we, laser one gun.
1: One of the other shows that uh, I was into at the time was um, was uh, Automan, and one of the guys who uh, one of the guys who that. worked on that and Spaceballs, which was one of my other favorite shows, yeah. actually involved in season two.
2: Well, uh, I've got one more question for you, and All that right. is: What do you have planned for the Untitled Web Series? Where do you go beyond this season? Do you have a a two year plan or a, a well not a a, not, not a yearly plan
1: but it's a yeah we actually have a four season arc uh set up right now Excellent. that we want to do we also have like i said the uh the graphic novel which in which we explore mm-hmm. a lot of the origins of uh the inspector and uh boyish and piper and even the circuit chaps and stuff like that um and then of course the radio show like if that's successful that could sustain itself and we could keep we could produce you know, an unlimited amount of fan-written scripts. It's so,
2: very, very cheap to produce radio. We're looking at doing some radio production ourselves. We've got yeah. a series in
0: pre-production. An, an original drama series. That we're
1: oh, brilliant, on, yeah. So. We, I want to have it produced. I want to have the audio design be very good on that. So, um, you know, we're looking at paying uh, uh, an audio designer probably about $5,000 for a hour's worth of content. But, um, you know, we pay the actors $100 for a day of recording and we pay, you know, the, the writer a few hundred dollars for their script. So mm-hmm. the whole thing could be produced for $6,000, $7,000, somewhere around somewhere there.
2: Yeah, per show or?
1: Per episode, yeah. Per Yeah, so, I mean, you, you put that online and charge maybe five bucks for it. And, uh, you know, that could have definitely sustained itself with only a couple thousand people downloading it.
2: I think I think with uh, with the name of Travis Ritchie attached to it, I think that's what's going to drive that.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's sweet. Well, I want to. I just want to make sure that it's as good as it can be. And so, uh, you know, this character means so much to me and so many other people that I want to treat it with uh, reverence and uh, and respect.
2: It's really taken on a life of its own, hasn't it?
1: It really has. It really has.
2: Well, Travis Ritchie, thank you for spending the time with us on the Event Horizon this evening.
1: My pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me.
2: And uh, you have been listening to episode 19 of the Event Horizon for June 29th. Uh, Travis happy Ritchie, birthday. Happy birthday, oh, thank by you. the way.
1: Thank you it's very Travis's
2: much. birthday.
0: And I'm going to go to a party right
1: a... now, and they say they're, they say there's going to be cake. So I'm very excited.
0: Excellent. The cake is a lie. Uh, <laughs> it's real.
1: Don't say that. I want cake.
2: Bon appetit. And happy birthday. And thank you so much for for calling in and being a part of this on your birthday. Thanks so
1: much, everybody. I'll uh, talk to you later.
2: All right. Good night. You have just heard episode 19 of the Event Horizon for June 29th, 2013. Our guest this week has been Travis Ritchie, star and creator of Untitled Web Series about a space traveler who also travels through time. Your hosts have been Krypton Radio General Manager Gene Turnbull and Executive Producer Susan Fox. This episode will air again Sunday, June 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The theme to Untitled Web Series, about a space traveler who also travels through time, was written and arranged by composer Brian Chabot. This program and its contents are copyright 2013 by Krypton Media Group, except of course for the Stay tuned for tonight's episode of X 1 at 10 p.m. Pacific Time. Krypton
0: Radio. It's sci fi for your Wi Fi.